0: John's Basement Broadcast, Podcast, Radio Show, etc. Um, I got my shit rocked today. I'm gonna start right off the bat with uh, with my little anecdote for how my day has gone quite, quite terribly. Um, so, you know, we're at uh, a little bit past the halfway point in the college semester, you know. I'm at, uh, my beloved... Pace University in Manhattan, New York. To my WPub listeners, you already know this. Um, Yeah, uh, I decided today would be the day that I get a haircut. Now last year I lived in a different tower. Not that far away, but it's about a five minute difference in my normal walk to where I got my haircut last year. So I said, I'm going to try the closer place. There's a closer place. I'm not going to name it. Honestly, I don't even think I could name it. I did not re- I saw the sign that said $16 haircuts. I did not read the title of what this place was actually called. Um So, I walked in very confidently this afternoon and I said, "Hi. Do you do walk-ins?" And this lovely Italian man cut my hair. He asked if I was Italian. I'm not Italian i'm puerto rican i said and he said you look italian i said thank you i think um and then my shit got rocked this is the worst haircut i think i've ever had in my life no shade at this man i know he was doing his best i think um my mask might have muffled my voice a bit too much so my my um my desired instruction of how I wanted my hair to look might've gone a little bit unnoticed. Um, there were a few factors that could have been at play here, but I will be wearing a hat slash hood for the remainder of 2020. That is for sure. Um, I'm bald. I am. Oh man. Oh man. But yeah. Um, that's been my day so welcome if you're new uh, i i do this quite often i talk about things that you won't care about and then i'll play things you might care about um but yeah welcome back uh next week episode 20 thinking of cool fun things to do for next week's broadcast but right now let us get into some music this is a massive shout out to TikTok because actually two of the three artists from this week were found on TikTok. Starting us off will be a, a Latin X collective called Chroma with their track called What You Say. Very excited to spin this shit, get some Latino representation on my show once more. And yeah, this song is called What You Say by Chroma featuring AWOL. Hope you guys dig it.
1: What you said? Yeah. What you say? You had me talking nonsense, I'm off this You got me talking to you know, homies about me Miss senior, kids So I placed my, my bets and lost my time I gave you him my all, own. the times at the mall First promise and my nah And making it my night. Was trying to be your lover, just another motherfucker Taking me love love my family I even told my mama or my brother Just wanted to be your last no good I'm sorry baby, but I'm all out I- Oh, what you just say? so say say I'm saying, saying, I'm how to love? I'm on a mission. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck about my competition. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck if I don't make it, big, make it big. I know for a fact that ain't your fucking list. No, ain't no list. Talk shit. Catch a disc. Talk shit. Boom Stewie's. This style you from God. Dressed like Benihana. Make food. Loving you is my mood. Are um, well, we matching? That's, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, pressure in my dress up, sharing each other's lessons. Mental with intention, perspiration on my neck. Goddamn, I lost you in a second. Vapid, I got lots of methods. Draw myself in your perspective, praying you the exception. Exploring your love, prison sentence, dancing in my cell. Like this ain't hell. You had me pulling on my head, so waiting your name on my cell. Tears don't run out, rivers run to oceans. You know the tale. I'm sorry,
0: I hope you enjoyed that. Very happy to play those guys for the first time on the show. Hope I can play them again sometimes. Maybe we'll set up an interview. We'll see what's up with them. Let them them decide if they want that. If they hate this broadcast, then we do not have to set up an interview. But, yes, that was Chroma, their track, What You Say. Thank you so much to letting me uh, play you guys' music. Very awesome stuff. And thank you, TikTok, to letting me find that. Um... How are your guys's testing going? I have been doing assignments, but I've only taken like two real tests. Um, college is weird, man. I feel like I'm failing, but at the time, at the same time, I know I'm not. I'm doing pretty well. I check my grades quite often, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually like more than passing. Wow, the GPA is higher than it ever was in high school, but I feel like I'm not doing anything. I guess, I don't know if that's a college thing or if that's a college during the pandemic specifically thing, um, but yeah, I just, I feel so lazy all the time, I don't wake up early ever, and uh, you know, I have a lot of free time, but at the same time, like, I feel like I am on top of uh, of work, I don't know if anyone else relates to this, is just me, I'm sure there's a lot of you guys getting quite mad that I feel like I have a lot of free time because I know there's a lot of people who uh, who don't have a lot of free time right now, but but yeah, I mean, more time to do stuff like this, I guess. So, looking, uh, looking forward to doing more stuff like this. 20, 20th episode, I'm going to... Ooh, I hit my microphone. What will I do for episode 20? Uh, my thoughts... Uh, i gotta, I got to work more on the idea, but what I've been thinking uh, is I want to do a longer episode, maybe get two interviews in as opposed to one kind of have an idea as to who I want to interview for these uh, these two slots next week I hope you guys are excited for it I won't I won't tell it now but we'll see we will see um that would be really fun maybe like an hour and a half episode as opposed to an hour episode so that'd be cool I think that would be fun I think and overall since I have a fan base of maybe 70 people cumulative what i think is most important anyway so yeah yeah we'll do a longer episode <laughs> next week this next artist that we're gonna play what a segue that was uh was uh, another artist that i found on tiktok i really hope i pronounced his name right this is an artist named Brittany detoco this is a song called waves once again shout out to tiktok for once again being my source of finding artists And yeah, this track is called Waves by Brittany DiToco. I hope you guys enjoy it. again that track was called waves by britney DeToko. happy to have played it on the show and uh i really like that one actually like i i like all of these songs i don't put songs on the show that i don't enjoy myself that's kind of the main criteria but that one in particular definitely like stands out a little bit more for me um i definitely love any track that has a good horn section in it and that one just like i was so quickly roped into that i was like yes like i'm like i I saw it's um her only single out currently and uh i was like all right cool that's cool i'm gonna check this out what's this like and the guitar part was cool but the second the horn section kicked in i'm like yep this is going on the show absolutely this is going on the show so uh britney if you're listening amazing track can't wait to see what else you uh release if you continue to release music under your own name uh I noticed through your Instagram that you are also in a band called, what is it, uh, Augustine. And I also see in your bio that you are from Purchase, so that's cool. Uh, another New Yorker. I really don't know, because I know the For You page of TikTok is tailored towards, um, sometimes it's towards common interests, but sometimes it's also tailored towards people who live near you. So sometimes it's, uh, it's cool when I see crossover people in my general state, or I guess tri-state area uh that also are musicians. It's a cool crossover. So happy to have played that track on the show. Um and yeah, let's uh let's get into the next segment. I am so extremely excited to get to play this um coming back to my show is my very good friend, producer and extremely talented uh fellow New Yorker now Philly resident, actually, uh, Buster Scheuer of the band Cheap 52. Um, I love Buster so very much. Um, Always happy to get to just talk to him in whatever context it's in. Uh, So here to talk about his brand new single, Maybe and More, um, we have Buster coming right up right now. Sit tight and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another interview segment of today's episode for John's Basement Podcast. I'm joined with possibly one of my favorite people on the planet and one of the most talented friends I've ever made. This is Buster of Cheap 52, here to talk about his newest single, Maybe, and more. Hello. Thank you for having me, John. It's my pleasure. Your second time on the show, and I hope there will be more in the future. So let's talk about Maybe. Maybe just came out. Tell me all about it
2: all right so this is uh actually the first um recorded thing that i've released with bobby and michael um this it has both of them on it michael on drums bobby on bass and me on guitar and vocals um and we recorded it all separately and virtually uh a while ago um it was really difficult uh, we all have different versions of logic. So that was kind of messing us up for a while, but now um, we kind of figured it out and, and now we're recording more songs. Uh, I have a few songs that I recorded on my own. Um, and we're hoping to put together a, a short album uh, very soon, but, um, but maybe it was just kind of the test run for this. And it, uh, it went really well. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had this song written for a few years and we've been playing it live and, and I've just wanted to record it so badly. Um, so I'm so glad we finally got the time for that.
0: So lyrically it put me and Mike both in our bags. I remember, uh, you sent us the demos in about the same time frame, and, uh, Mike got excited first because he got, he asked first and he's like, Buster sent me a new demo. And then I said, Buster also sent me a new demo. And like, we're, we're hovering over my bed in our small ass dorm and we're just blasting it on one of our phone speakers and I'm listening to the words and I'm like, this is so good.
2: Is he okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny. After I released that people were like, are you okay? And it's funny. Like it takes, at least a couple weeks to i mean if you're talking about recording a song the time frame in between writing something and then like having it released is so long
0: oh so that's like
2: yeah i'm fine now (laughs) i mean it was awful weeks ago (laughs) yeah it was awful like a few months ago but i'm great now (laughs) um the same thing happened after i i I was (laughs) after i released past the time um I was Chill. in yeah I, I was there were a couple sad songs on that one and they were like are you okay like what happened did you break up with your girlfriend or something and I was like no I, these are from like a year ago um but they rock so I wanted to the record them now that yeah maybe maybe's one of uh my favorites and it was actually Bobby um had written a bass thing that was really similar to the intro of that that i kind of replicated when i played it um and so it was it was kind of in a way like almost one of the first few songs that we wrote together um so that was really super cool and uh it it just felt great to have them play their instruments on it for once
0: that's so exciting uh it's because it's been a joy like i remember the very beginning of the cheap fifty two outfit when you would like it was like you me Lucas Negron and Jake yeah jamming in your at your place <laughs> uh and you were like we were doing like our it was just like jamming, and then we 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 tossed around the idea of that Green Day cover band that never happened. Oh and, yeah, uh, and that is I remember you showed us Dead Man, and I think Isolation, and both me and Lucas were like, "Yo, this is so good." Yeah. Um, and like I remember you sent me like so many demos that ended up being on um on your full length album. Uh, when I was in like I remember I was sitting in like English class in like sophomore year. And I got, like, all these demos. I hadn't talked to anyone in class. It was pretty antisocial in that class. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Buster's demos. I'm, like, <laughs> sitting in that class. I'm, like, writing whatever I had to do for my assignment. And I'm just, like, I'm playing in traffic. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, those – I wrote a lot of those songs um, off Life and Legacy. I wrote those back in um, my freshman year. I, I wrote – I wrote about 30 songs. then. that was when I first started writing songs. Um, And that year I just kind of like churned them out, tried to get one kind of demo done every week. So I did miserably in all my classes that year. But, (laughs) um, but the result of that was I had like a lot of stuff that, you know, not all of it I was proud of and not all of it I wanted to release, but it helped me write. And, um, and I think it, it like, made me just a better musician in general to force myself to do that every week so I've been I've been trying to do something similar here um more recently where I'm just trying to like get a kind of professional recording by the end of like every few weeks I want to mix something and I want to be okay with that mix of it because I did about uh forty-five different masters of maybe God. which was too many <laughs> and and it never made it sound any better. So I at you know a couple months ago I just kinda I was like I can't keep making this. Also I've been working on this song for about six months now uh over time just because I you know have other stuff and um but I, I did forty five different masters of this one song and I was like I can't listen to this anymore so I just completely ignored it for like a month and when I came back to it I was like oh I know exactly what I need to do and I just fixed a couple things and I was like that's good enough so <laughs> uh yeah and then I sent it off to uh to be released I feel really uh I don't feel like it was the best production value that I could have had it be but you know, it was also our first time recording as a band and we did it virtually. So there were a, a few obstacles in the way, but yeah.
0: I'm really glad that I get to hear like so much of this too behind the scenes. Like it's one of my favorite privileges being like the friend of people. Cause like there's like a level where you listen to your friend's music because you're friends, but like the the two artists that I especially, like, genuinely love, it's you and it's Katie Lusin for uh, KDO's music. Like, I am always so excited when when I see, like, a post is like, oh, recording process started, songs, demos being finished. And, like, I get, like, genuinely so excited because it's like I'm your friend. But on the other hand, I'm genuinely a massive fan of you guys' music. I love watching you guys perform live. I miss playing shows with you guys.
2: Um, I miss playing shows with you too, man. That's uh, one of those so things. That, it's so fun. It's – and with all these new songs that i'm writing i'm thinking about like what would be most fun to play in person so it just sucks that i got to wait so long no i know yeah. and, and you know what though like i and this is this
0: is kind of tying into my next question which is um just talking about the creative and writing process i feel like this is an era where writing songs is so different because i know that i will write a song like similar to you like i'll write a song Probably about a year or so before it ever actually makes it onto like a recorded master track, um, but it's interesting because I know that also I will tweak the songs the more I play it live, and it's interesting not really be able to being able to do that because obviously there's no live shows right now, so it's, I think it's one of the cool things trying to make light of the time that we're living in right now. Um, one of the really cool things is I think that we're going to get a lot more of a raw version of everything like it might be fine-tuned but in so many ways like I, I think it's like the songs that I recorded with you this is my not so subtle way of telling my viewers that if you've ever listened to my music you've most likely listened to Buster's work he's also my producer for almost everything that I've released um so I mean I know like all the songs on Sunset Skies that we did that whole album I mean I had played most of those songs live about a dozen times before we recorded it and I guarantee you so especially Sinned Again. Sinned Again is one of those songs that I think I rewrote at least 15 times. Like, I so much so to the point that even still to this day, I have trouble singing it live because I rewrote the lyrics so many times. I will sing different versions all at once without realizing yeah. it. So it's like, I'll sing the first verse that I wrote back in like 2016. And then I'll sing the other verse that I wrote when it came out three years mm. later so it's like it's interesting because i feel like there's there's gonna be so much music that's coming out and it's still kind of in its infancy stage it's still not really developed with like that that maturity that you would get from playing it and shows up. but i think that's kind of cool it's like you're seeing more of a an inside look of the raw potential of what a song can become and then when you see it live finally it might be different And i think that's really cool
2: yeah no i i totally agree and i have songs like that um maybe I think was one of those songs I had the riff for it or not even the riff. I had the opening. um, I had the intro for it and I was trying to make a song just based on that. Um, But sometimes you just got to like splice stuff together and uh, as painful as it is to have like one less song, you know, kind of recycling those bits and making them more useful in other places is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And, um, and actually, maybe w- was one of the, that intro was one of the first few things that I wrote in my freshman year, but I'd never really got around to writing um, verses and a chorus until about um, sophomore or junior year um, of high school. So, yeah, I, it, it, it took me a while, but you kind of, and also just having songs on the back burner like that, it's nice. So when you finally do find the place for them, you know, they, they sit really well and those little verses or, or those little guitar things you came up with can really actually fit into something and not just be like, look at me. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I totally agree with that too. Cause so many times like, all right, like I definitely consider myself more of a lyricist, um, and like, I, I think I write melodies well, but I always like, I'm very critical. I, I'm very self-conscious about my riffs. And sometimes I'll write this really awesome riff and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I don't think it fits at all in what I just wrote for it to go with. And then I just put it on the back burner for a long time until it finally like comes together. So that's gonna kind of bring me to my question for you specifically, because I kind of tangented off. Um, what's like your uh, creative and writing process like? Do you write something first? is it different every time I know you said you you had that phase where you did like a, a demo like every week that's tell me about that that's crazy to me
2: yeah well the demo every week thing was um I hated geometry and I was taking geometry in my freshman year and it was god-awful and I, I could never get my head up off the table so I, I'd have like my little song book below me and I would just I'd write lyrics um and sometimes i'd have an idea of what i wanted the chords to be like but it was mostly writing lyrics first um and i think that's when i produced like the most uh the most songs or wrote the most songs that i ever have is just when i was writing those lyrics first getting them down and then figuring it out later um but uh there were also songs like um ritalin where I had the riff for it and I knew kind of like the structure ish of the song what I wanted it to be like. And um and I I needed to kind of figure out those instrumentals before I could write to it. And um you know, I I I think like I think it happens with every artist. Like most artists don't do stuff unless you're like a very type A person you can't really just keep doing stuff in the same way. You can't like, you can't just write all your lyrics first all the time. Like there's going to be times when you hear something and you say, I want to write something to that. Um. So, but with maybe, maybe started off um, with that little intro, just A to E. And I kind of figured it out from there. And I wrote, most of the lyrics um, after that in in like the main section, I, I just wrote them without really knowing what I was gonna do chord wise. Um, so I think there are kind of merits to both of those ways. Uh, and I wish that I had a way, <laughs> I wish like I could kind of stick to one cause it would probably help be a little, make a, a little more music and and be a little bit more productive. But at the same time, you can never really plan that out. You know, just stuff kind of comes to you.
0: For sure. Uh, so to kind of go on to a side topic uh, that I'm very interested to hear your how it's been. Uh, I know you recently moved down to Philly. Uh, you've yeah. got your new setup.
2: How has it yes. been? Well, um, I am currently, it's, it's been great. First of all, well, I'm, I'm here with my drummer, Michael, um, who's living in the same house as me, roommates, um, and we kind of set up this little studio in this incredibly small, almost like a bedroom. It can just barely fit our drums and, and all our amps and stuff, and uh, but it sounds so good, and we've been recording new music all the time, um, and we're looking for work now. Uh, kind of trying to see if anyone wants to um, have us lay down drum tracks for them, or you know, do any mixing work, or mastering work, or fixing uh, the pitch on their vocals. Um, you know, any of that stuff we're we're kind of looking to do. But I mean, our little studio is a perfect setup for us. It 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 works so well, and uh, we're loving it here. Yeah.
0: I'm very happy to hear that. I remember, uh, so for my my viewers, my listeners, um, sorry, I really can't say viewers, I'm seeing you, but I know this is all going to be an audio thing. Um, <laughs> for my listeners' sake, a really fun tidbit to just show how Buster is one of the sweetest people on the planet. Um, before he moved down to Philly, uh, he visited me and Mike uh, at our dorm in NYC, and he had... Um, he gave me that D'Angelico guitar that I have not put down since you gave it to me. And Good. Uh, like so that glad. SV bass. So uh, we have, um, me and Mike are planning on, hopefully this weekend at some point, recording two or three songs. Um, so you can be absolutely assured you're, you're going to hear that D'Angelico on at least our track Bonfire. Um, that awesome. goes into our whole thing with like, writing a song and not releasing it we we have written bonfire and that's been written for about a year and a half now almost and we've played it a few times and everyone that i know is like when is it coming out and i'm like "Oh." so it's like <laughs> it's finally coming out um about a year and a half after its original written creation but you know what i'm counting this as a blessing because now i have that angelico guitar and honestly it is the perfect guitar for this specific song
2: well it's um, a nice fiery orange oh my god so for
0: sure <laughs> i love yeah. that 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 sunburst finish on it like, i have like i have literally been following Go guitars on instagram i think since like 2015 so i have always been like i'm gonna get one of those one day <laughs> it's one of my dream guitars and you showed up with it i was like oh, my god dream
2: come true <laughs> so glad so glad
0: um so do you have any upcoming releases any upcoming projects i mean i know you talked about looking for studio work um if you want to include any any contact info on this too yeah
2: absolutely. well um you can always you can email me at uh buster molino uh m-a-l-i-n-o at aol.com i still use aol for some reason um and uh and yeah I, i'm looking for studio work now mostly but uh cheap 52 is doing a bunch of stuff now uh i actually am was about to harangue bobby to send me a bass track um as he was on instagram live uh, like an hour ago (laughs) uh when i was supposed to get that bass track a couple hours ago but it's (laughs) it's all good um we're we're doing a lot uh we got maybe out just look up maybe by cheap 52 on spotify apple music wherever um And we will hopefully be releasing at least an EP, but likely more than that um, soon. So I'm, and a lot of those songs have been recorded for a couple months, but I just haven't found the place for them. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, Yeah, and just listen to Maybe.
0: So kind of like to double back, um, this is more of a nostalgic question but Mm -hmm. do you have uh, any particular favorite shows that you've played in the past?
2: Oh man. Um, You know, I think one of my favorite shows I've ever played. Well, I have a a couple, but um, one of them was right here in Philly, actually before the pandemic hit. And before I moved, uh, moved close to here. So, but it was, just the three of us me michael and bobby and we played in this little basement um and there were there were it wasn't a huge crowd but it was pretty packed and i just remember the sound the the pa was distorting and everything was kind of like way too loud but it was great and it was one of the best shows we've ever played um we I, and that was right before all this happened. So I was looking forward to having more, more shows like that. Um, And it's really, really tough to have to wait on that. But we also, I also loved, um, uh, we, we played, uh, where did we play? Oh, we played that Halloween show. That's, that's one of my favorites. I remember that one. I, I got uh, a bunch of makeup on. And I looked like a skeleton. And uh, it was at that lodge. I, I have no clue where that was, but it was fantastic. And it's just so fun being, I mean, I get along so well with my band. Like, I love them. They're funny. They're some of my best friends. And I can't wait to keep playing shows with them. But for now, I just have to harangue them for tracks, um, which is also fun. So, and do group FaceTimes where we play golf with your friends. Um, (laughs) That's one of the biggest things we've been doing, but you know, I, I miss all, I miss all the shows. I miss the knitting factory. I miss everywhere. You know,
0: I can't wait for, uh, for your, you to be the Drexel superstar that I know (laughs) you will become.
2: (laughs) I just, I mean, I don't even care if it's, I just want to, be playing in philly in more little basements or even bigger basements possibly you know just places i want to be places and i want to have michael and bobby and and all this good stuff around me and i just i can't wait to feel it again you know
0: has it been like uh an easier creative process having your drummer in the same house as you
2: well yeah, actually we go over the songs a lot easier. Um I, I I kind of like can walk him through it and we do a few takes. We've also been uh both learning a little more about production, just like things that I've learned and he's learned. We're kind of combining our knowledge a bit. Um and we're we we kind of rock now. Um so it's it's doing wonders for us just being in the same room um it, it it's you know cheap 52 was previously just me recording music and then playing it with them live but now it's like they it, it's a band like i'm as much of it as they are at this point so which is i love and i'm so happy for um but you know it really does help to have them in in the same place and just in the same like general vicinity
0: it's like uh, yeah, I yeah that's such a, a luxury that i feel like i didn't appreciate until covid took it away from us <laughs> like because exactly. i mean you know you produced um spitfire's recent ep papaya and our song uh your america which came out right before it um like that was all a remote recording process so it was like i send a cell phone voice memo to Jake, then Jake sends me back drums and then I do my thing and then I send it to Michael and then Michael does it and then we send it to you. And like I definitely love the way that they all sound. I think they're actually some of our best songs we've ever released. <clears throat> but um there's like it cuts out this kind of human element to it a little bit. And like yeah. now that I live with Michael, it's like it's when we're doing bass tracks and guitar tracks, it's so much more it's like, okay try this try that and it's like yeah it's a kind of like creatively critique in the moment as opposed to waiting for it like it's like when you get it when it's remote you're getting it probably like an hour or at least like 25 minutes to like 45 minutes after it's been done and then it's sent to you and it's like okay this is good as opposed to being like oh actually why don't you try that instead and then you can just do that and it's it's such a I mean, I know whenever I worked with you in the past for production, it's like that's such a big part of the the creative process because I mean, how many songs have you like given me such great creative input on? It makes the song sound ten times better than the way I initially like approached it with.
2: Especially, it's, in- I, it's yeah. Well, sin, oh, Sind again. Yeah, I remember those um, and guitar harmonies we did. That you, yeah. You know, the, it's hard. You can't even necessarily pick them apart or, or parse them out from, um, the mix, but it's just good to have that, you know, like it makes it more full. And, and I think there's also just like producing is harder, you know, you can't, you can't be like, do this, do this harmony, do this guitar thing. Um, you just kind of get like, a. it's like getting hello fresh as opposed to like, going out to the grocery store and buying all the stuff yourself. (laughs) Um, That's that's like one way to put it, Um, you know, getting Blue Apron or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But it it definitely still it still tastes good. Put it that way. Yeah. for Um, sure. So it's, it's still nice to be producing at all and, you know, and get to hear all these new sounds and ideas coming to kind of fruition. So it's a very
0: different process. And you know what, though it's not the process that I would prefer right now, I still think there can be a lot of value to take away from it. And I think music, once we finally get to do live music, like we used to be able to do it again, I think it is going to pop off in ways that we have never seen in our lifetimes before, which would be so cool because everybody misses concerts. So hopefully it's like the second one is announced and it's safe to do it. It's like, yes, I'm going to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, dying for it right now same
0: yeah so that pretty much concludes all of my questions once again this has been buster molino shawyer of uh the cheap 52 outfit uh be sure to check out their new song maybe on all streaming platforms and absolutely check out all of the rest of their music and listen to my music because that's also buster um buster yeah. i am so happy to have had you back on the show you're a beautiful Thank you so seeing.
2: much I love being on the show and I love talking to you, John. I love you so endlessly. Take care. Love ya. Me. Bye-bye.
0: To reiterate, that was Buster Sawyer of the alternative rock band, Cheap 52 native to the Nyack, New York area. Now migrating down South towards the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Um, I have so much love for Buster and that band Check out all of their songs. I do not think um, Buster has put out a bad song at any point of his career. I so love everything that he has produced and everything that he's written. And watching his musical talents flourish over the years. I mean, I've known Buster since I was about 15 years old. So, you know, over the years watching him evolve as a songwriter, as a musician, as a performer, as a producer. It's been such a treat. And he has been such a massive part of my own musical career i would not be nearly close to where i am right now if not for buster and i'm not on the top but i'm definitely above the bottom now that's how i like to see it um i think it's awesome i'm very lucky to be able to have released a full-length album two eps and a couple of singles in between most of that is buster's work as far as production on the first ep he even drums on it um and, yeah, uh, it's just I have so much love in my heart for that guy. And you should check out all of his stuff, all of his work, all of his productions. And if you're in the Philly area and you need any production work or session work done, as he mentioned in the interview, feel free to hit him up. He is so talented. You, your music will be in the best hands. I personally will vouch for that. Um, so, yeah, I have talked so much uh let's play the song maybe that they just released this song is called maybe by the banshee 52 it is currently now out on all streaming platforms you should absolutely check it out here you go free listen right now
3: Stop. Talk to
0: Once again, that track was called Maybe by the alternative rock band Sheep 52, now local to the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, originally from Nyack, New York and Clarkstown, New York. Um, yeah, that's about all I have as far as tricks up my sleeve, so let's just talk for a minute. I voted for the first time! That's so exciting for me! Uh... I'm so paranoid that I messed something up. I know I didn't, but it's just, like, always going to be in the back of my head because that's how my brain works. Um, but, yeah, vote. Oh, my God. Most of the people listening to this are probably of college age or older. Uh, vote. Vote like your life depends on it because for so many people in this country at this current stage and where we are at politically and socially and culturally, please vote because your life can depend on it. If you are... Anyone that is not a straight white male, your life might depend on this election, so at least to some quality and some extent. So this is me once again using my platform to beg you to please use your availability and your rights while you still have them and exercise them to vote. Do not vote for the dictator that we currently have sitting in the Oval Office giving it covid like he already still has i do not believe that he is even covid free at this point supposedly he says he is immune which is not a thing that we even know about we don't have any information on immunity so oh my god um i believe this thursday we are doing a town hall for both political candidates so here's what is ridiculous about that you're gonna hear this from me um what is ridiculous is that the second debate from the presidential candidates was supposed to be a town hall-style meeting. If you don't remember what a town hall-style meeting was from the last election in 2016, or you haven't been around long enough to even know what that is, a town hall-style election meeting meeting um, debate, my bad, uh, a town hall-style debate is when both candidates are addressing specific themes. And there are people in the audience who get to address certain issues that they have, certain questions that they have. So people will raise questions saying, Mr. President, if you are re-elected, how are you going to handle the Black Lives Matter movement? Or, Mr. Vice President Biden, how are you going to address the systematic racism that we have in this country? Stuff like that. And then they have the platform to answer that question and you get that answered if you are maybe an undecided voter. While I do think most people are already pretty decided on who they're voting for, there are still people on the fence. And here's why this gets so messed up. Obviously, Trump getting COVID kind of threw the entire political thing off. This being that we didn't know if he was going to be physically able to even do an in-person second debate. So what Trump said was that he didn't want to do an online forum for a town hall meeting. But Biden, who is still healthy, said, I'm going to still do it." So now Trump all of the sudden decided he's going to do his own town hall debate too now when might this be airing at the exact same time as the one that biden is doing why might someone do that might you wonder well there's a few reasons one of the larger theories that i've been seeing circulating on the internet is that he's going to brag about having higher ratings than biden is which is extremely possible because he did say that he has more people in his attendance at his rallies than biden does which doesn't matter but what's also so messed up about this is that if he is doing his own town meeting and town hall meeting, and if Biden is doing his own as well, that means neither of them are going to both be able to answer specific questions at the same time. There will be different questions most likely asked, and you can't watch both at the same time. You're going to have to choose, am I going to watch our current president address specific issues? Am I going to watch the person running against the current president to talk about specific issues? But you will not be able to see what both of them say unless you're watching a highlights later on. This is infuriating. Um, If he's clearly well enough to have his own meeting, there is no reason that he wouldn't just do the exact same one as Biden. But regardless, Thursday night, tune in. Please show your support for the left of this campaign. I don't care if you are a registered Democrat, if you're a registered Republican, if you are independent, centrist, libertarian. It doesn't fucking matter to me. What I care about is that you should even know like i i'm obviously not a poli-sci major but i am well informed enough to be able to accurately make the determination that trump is not a true right republican Trump was a registered democrat for much of his adult life life, and he ran as an independent in the beginning of the 2016 election. He then switched to the Republican party because he knew he couldn't win if he was an independent. It is a two-party system that we have implemented into this country, which doesn't work. And he was at least smart enough to know that. And he says if I pander to the radical right, the racists and the people who are neo-Nazis and the people who just say that anyone who disagrees with them are false, then he can win. Four years later, here we are. So please. This is not even just a Republican liberal thing. This is, if you are anyone who cares about this country and doesn't want it to become a fascist dictator state, do not re-elect Donald Trump. I feel awful just uttering his name. This is not a political podcast, this is a music podcast, but it is run by a person of color and someone who is genuinely terrified for the future of this country and my personal and family's well-being if we are four more years of Trump. So, please, vote. (sighs) Ah, that was not scripted. That was off Dome. Let's, uh, let's play ourselves out, shall we? In the spirit of election season, this track is my own song by my band Spitfire called Your America. Please enjoy and fucking vote. (laughs) We aren't talking about segregation